Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, enchantress of books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with guest narrator Tyler Dunn. Welcome to the Audiobook Loving Series. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me on. No, it's a thrill to talk to you and get to know you better. Speaking of, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you know, you've been narrating and how you got into narrating? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a funny question uh, about, I grew up all over the place. I, I moved a lot as a kid. Like I, I lived in, uh, I lived in Maine. I lived in Arizona. I lived around New England. I, um, I had moved, I think I figured this out once I'd like moved 17 times by the time I was 17. So I was very used to the kind of like life on the road. Oh, we'll stay here for a year and then move on. Um, but needless to say, I love travel probably related to that. So I'm, I'm always uh, up for adventure. It's been hard the past couple of years, uh, not traveling as much, but looking forward to getting back around. Um, Let's see. I've been narrating um, since 2014. Um, and yeah, it's kind of funny how I got involved with it. I had a friend uh, who was had been narrating for a while and she had a good relationship with an author she was uh, had recorded a bunch of books for. And the author was looking to do a dual cast romance. And uh, my friend was like, I know a male who has great voice would be into narrating and here's um you know so i I recorded a a clip and an audition and it kind of went from there and it really has turned into a turned into a huge part of my my work and and life it's uh it's really fun yeah audible saying you got about 88 books according to audible which averages yeah yeah so it's been (laughs) you know um could be busier but also really happy to be able to you know take my time with this and with other things too so yeah you know i i'm a firm believer and uh to tell everybody to take their time i know that we love to devour the books and the mm-hmm. authors are busting them out all the time i'm like i would rather wait <laughs> for a great book <laughs> than have you rush and give me one that's meh yeah you know? no absolutely it, it it's tough sometimes to be like slow down right you know there's so much that's just we gotta go 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 and get this done but but scheduling your own time and finding if you're fortunate enough to be able to really you know say no i, I need to have time for this because i want to give it you know i want to give it my full attention and and um and also you know with with um so many romance uh, novels are, are dual cast or duet style now so you have a whole other element where you're you're working with another narrator and and exchanging information and and you know calendar choices jenga. and calendar <laughs> jenga and everything and um you know my uh and then there's there's also booth, home recording booth jenga too um my my wife also narrates and and so we have a home studio which i i uh, helped to build and um so we're always you know we're jockeying for time and in, in there too so <laughs> rock paper scissors yeah exactly okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever puts it in the in the in calendar first oh, yeah. i can imagine that run adding it to the calendar mm-hmm. um, <laughs> totally yeah. yeah 
And plus, of course, life. I mean, if there's construction, if there's a rainy day, heaven forbid that you guys get sick with your voices being gone. I mean, it's important to time stuff out. So uh, yeah, you have to you have to build that in. You yeah. just kind of have to factor that in because it will come back to bite you if you're <laughs> not careful. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. As a girl that does calendar Jenga, I know that all mm-hmm. too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with the process of having you do a book since 2014, how has your process of prepping a book changed between when you started versus what you're doing now? That's a good question. Um, Cause yeah, some things have changed. I think um, I used to make, I've like, shh, I've streamlined some of the way I make notes in a script. So I uh, have like different symbols. It's all done on iPads, right? So I have, you know, my little pencil and I'm like marking up things. I highlight different, you know, everybody has different colors, different characters. And and I have like these shorthand squiggles, which really only mean things to me. I don't know that anyone else, but I, I know what they are. And they have a lot to do with kind of like flow and pace and accentuation and kind of, um, rhythm of things and or like you know stars for important things uh, you know that that really I want to not that I'm going to like hit it really hard when when narrating but it's like oh I see that coming up that paragraph I want to give that a little different tone because it's it's kind of it's good to be extra clear with that either plot wise or like a character detail wise or something like that so I think I've gotten just more streamlined with it to specifically answer your question. So I kind of know, okay, this is happening here. I can, I know this kind of scene that's going on and I can um, kind of uh, work on prepping a little bit faster because I kind of know, know my way through a lot of, a lot of things, but you, you, uh, yeah, always, you know, you read the whole book first, of course, that hasn't changed. I still always do that. <laughs> and because uh, you do not want to be caught on the last page of the book and find out there was a different accent that you just missed the whole time. So um, and that has that those things do happen. That is not just an urban. That is not just um, an urban legend. An nope. urban legend. No, nope. Um, I know. I've talked enough to you guys to know that. Mm-hmm. And there's always two cans. The, I like the cold read so I can get into the emotion. And then there's a hell no, I'm reading the whole damn thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I always say it's when you get to chapter seven, that you find out that he has a Russian accent. Of course. Ugh. And, and, you know, that that's, I'm, um, it's, uh, you always want to, find these vocal descriptors that are in there and some authors are terrific with them and some really just don't they don't feel the need to really include many and you know it's you can you can describe a character other ways you don't always have to say you know what they sound like you know you can get the a listener or a reader can get a sense of a character it's not not saying that's the only way to do it but for a narrator when you get those vocal descriptions you're like oh that's gold thank goodness you know i've got you know she huffed he said belligerently you know things like that and you go oh I know what that sounds like where sometimes it's just he said she said or whatever and you have to kind of look for other sources of character interpretation well, the other thing too is that depending on the kind of character this one character pops in the scene because the best friends are hanging out and they and then they pop in and pop out come to find out mm-hmm. that that same character is the lead hero in right. book seven it, and oh, you're going crap oh, you, you know exactly <laughs> you know exactly so you yeah especially if you have a heads up if it's a series yeah um 
there was oh this happened uh years ago i was working on a series um uh lexi ryan she's a terrific writer i've worked on a bunch of her narrated a bunch of her books and great characters and there was uh one that had uh like a slight southern accent that like came up as just a minor character and you know it later on it's like full book and it's like okay all right well full book first person here we go <laughs> don't see how this is gonna be you know <laughs> like, and like oh you back off of it a little bit you don't go full-blown but you gotta sort of come up with a happy medium you know so yeah you have to have to watch out for that i always try to say it when i see the reviews or people are like oh he sounds different i'm like well remember we were listening to the best friend out of the ears of the main character and now he's the lead so he sounds completely different to himself than he does to other people yes yes yeah. that's you're so kind that that's exactly <laughs> what's going on <laughs> yeah and they're like oh and i'm like mm -hmm. okay good <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah it's difficult it is yeah yeah i have to watch out for that but i um i have uh for for series you know i have note a note keeping system where I look back at things from years ago and I'm like oh right that's what's going on so when I'm making notes to myself I'm also giving my myself some shorthand about the character because yeah you might refer back to it a couple of years later if you're continuing a series and you know need to mm -hmm. <laughs> need to remind yourself <laughs> what the hell the dynamics are so it's you know it's all about understanding the relationship dynamics and characters over time for series amazing the, the amount of work that goes into these books sometimes people don't really know uh, which is why i love having these conversations with you guys and i'm going yeah. how the hell did they do this when they had cassette tapes I, it's mind-boggling right it yeah really is and um, you get you used to get a manuscript like paper mm -hmm. yep. and, yeah, and you, you know, just silently turn the page and let them drop to the floor you know <laughs> yeah but imagine those notes i'm like oh having to keep that manuscript oh yeah, yeah. so thank you for technology and ipads <laughs> exactly yeah makes yeah. it a lot easier mm -hmm. so your voice is your tool is your skill set and everything how do you have any rituals or routines or anything that you do before you get into the booth to record to keep that strengthening going and healthy absolutely i uh i think it's it's a lot like you know other other uh forms of acting on stage or, or for film you know you've got to be got to be ready with your instrument right so you know for me i usually about 10 15 minute warm up you know i i i find i like to do a kind of start a session around 10 30 or 11 get up at like 8 39 have time to you know really have a good warm up Sometimes, and you, you're sort of seeing where you're at each day too. So there's a lot of like, um, you gotta be really conscientious with like where you're at, especially when you're like mat trying, you know, match matching the way you're sounding day after day. And um, so yeah, tongue twisters, breathing, steaming in the shower sometimes <laughs> that really helps if you have to, you know, if you're like extra kind of like wake up, it's like, oh, it's pollen allergy season or whatever you know you have to kind of work through that too and get yourself back to to where you know it's gonna it's gonna match and and even with that there will be times where i'll <laughs> i'll like uh I'll listen to you know i'll be sending files and i'll be checking them and i'll be like oh yeah yeah that was a day that was a day that was like a, i had to take three days off this sounds a little different here <laughs> but not that necessarily a listener uh, would notice that but like it it's a it's a subtle thing you you, you got to be aware of 
Yeah. And of course, you know, we are our own critics or worst critics. So <laughs> we, we pick up every damn thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's hard to listen to yourself. That's yeah. Dumb. See, and it you is, guys but... have this whole thing where, oh my God, you sound so hot. Oh my God, you guys sound so sexy. Oh my God, her <laughs> voice is so good. And I'm going, <laughs> I don't want to listen to my voice because I don't have anybody saying that in my reviews. So I'm okay. Right. Okay. There. <laughs> Well, some it's, you know, reviews are a very slippery slope. You, oh, have yeah. to, you know, you get a great one and then, you know, it, and it's it, it's really it speaks to the thing I always remind my, myself of is if you're going to go down the rabbit hole of reading reviews, you've just got to remember that the, the human voice is so subjective and what one person finds totally appealing and charming or sexy is what another person might find just like boring and uninteresting just kind of droll you know it, it's so subjective yeah, it is um, definitely so i you know try not to think about how other people think of my voice and try to focus on just telling telling the story in the way i think is best going to serve you know the story and um you know that's that's the best i think you can do <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but yeah, you'll get those reviews too, or in, in the groups where like, damn, when he said that word, or oh, mm -hmm. he was so emotional and his voice mm -hmm. cracked and things. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, and I'm going, yeah, that's a good narrator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, some, I mean, you know, at best, you are really connected to it, and and things, you know, if a if a voice crack or you get a little teary at something, it's like, yeah, keep that in. That's that's real. You know, it happens sometimes, but. You know, just like other acting too. It's some days you're going to be feeling it more than other days, and and also you know different writing is going to just be all all connect to different writing differently too. You know, some days it's like okay, I'm getting in the booth and it's a job, and then other days I'm like I'm getting in the booth and this writing is fantastic. I love these characters. I'm just you know it's it's easy to be inspired. Um, so you know that's just just part of the part of the gig too is to find ways even when you might not be like oh this I'm not really into this book but to find ways of like well I want to serve the author I really want to tell their story they took the time to write this even if it doesn't speak to me I want to do the best with their characters and their story and you know try to make it fun for for me and the listener and of course it goes into even each scene sometimes because you'll get some of these you know dark romances that are like way crazy with drama and the trauma mm -hmm. and others mm -hmm. you'll get the the light-hearted rom-coms rom and you're laughing and giggling yeah. and, and then all the in-betweens and then I'm like as long as the dog does not die we're good <laughs> right <laughs> um I know thankfully I haven't encountered encountered that before good. Uh, good. yeah no um but it's it, it, you're, you bring up a, a good point about all the subgenres within romance. There's so many. And um, it really does. I, I change, I change a lot between books when I'm kind of, when I get to the end of it and I think, okay, this is going to fit kind of in, in this storytelling place in my voice or in this type of energy. And like some just really demand to move along at a, at a pace and some just you got to slow down with, you know, um, you, there's a, there's a huge variety out there. And, and that's part of the fun. I mean, is, you know, you get you get to play in all these different uh, different varieties. I uh, there's a series, the 
uh, Hades saga, um, Scarlet St. Clair. And I just finished recording the um, second book in that. And it's, it's all full of all these Greek gods. It's like fantastic, but it is high drama, high stakes. It's like these gods and it's a romance with Hades and Persephone and their continuing story. It's terrific. Um, but that would be an example of like really extreme, you know, high stakes, high drama, high power, very different from, you know, your kind of girl meets boy next door kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, one minute you're a mobster, the next minute you're mm-hmm. a shifter, the next minute you're a god, right. the next minute right. you're yeah. a filthy billionaire and, you know, empire state building, yeah. whatever. So. Exactly. But yeah. that's, I mean, that's so that's so much fun. I mean, how lucky am I to play all those parts? Yeah. But even then, I mean, again, with this, the, the scenes and stuff, not only the emotions, but even some of the, like when there's banter between the characters um, and even the sexy times, because it mm-hmm. seems like the authors have picked up <laughs> this trick where um, they're about to get more intimate. And mm-hmm. it was a girl's point of view. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're getting it from the guy's point of view. Mm-hmm. and then you guys yeah. are the ones doing all the <laughs> the dirty talking and everything and i'm more like okay <laughs> yeah it's um it has y- y- that's a good point i mean um having done this for seen seen uh, some shifts in in styles you raise a raise a good point for for dual cast i mean when i was first starting dual cast were like just really starting to get super popular um, and that's become, I mean, it's so common now for romances. And, and I think it, I think it is, and duets too. I've only done, I think I've only done like one of those and, uh, it's super fun. I think for the listener, it, it's terrific because it starts to become more of a, um, not like, yeah, like an old radio drama, right. You're listening to something that is not just a strict book. You're, you're starting to branch into another part of this you know, the genre of audio storytelling. Um, and uh, those are those are really fun. The, mo- the more acting you get to bring to scenes, the more um, the happier I am, you know. <laughs> yeah. Getting it all, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah, no, it used to be, um, I remember that it was always just one narrator. And then when yeah. Duel started getting popular, people were a little bit like, mm, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, and then it becomes really popular now, and now it's duets is becoming the mm-hmm. thing too. And again, the same thing. Mm, I don't know if I like this. I'm like, shut it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also um, book I'm working on right now is is third person, but uh, I forget the phrase for this. Maybe you can help me. And when it's third person, but it is still act. It's it's changing perspective. Um, like it is really it is back and forth between the guy and the girl. Um, lady and the man um but it's still third person but you're you're kind of seeing it from their perspective i forget there's a there's a i should know the name for that it's okay, we can find keep... it later yeah but, the same, but <laughs> at the same time they probably made something else up like when they did the new genre of new adults mm-hmm. and, and right. i'm like yeah. wait what yep. we we have mm-hmm. a new adults and yes. now we're going to have what, what what about the rest of us vintage and antique yeah <laughs> <laughs> right where would i don't make me age myself i'll age myself out yeah Yeah, i know but that's that's the whole thing that there's always something new and even authors now are realizing that hey i'm going to have this be an audiobook so i'm going to Mm -hmm. remove some of those tags 
yeah the she said yeah. he said and right things like that so mm-hmm. yep yeah. yeah how far we've come i know but it, it's also a sign of what listeners are accustomed to right like they're learning they're happily consuming like so much audio content but they're also you know I think, I mean, I listen to tons of audiobooks. I can say this personally too, that, you know, I um, am like more orally experienced. So the, so I'm accustomed to a, a, maybe a a faster paced kind of uh, oral landscape or, or, you know, where I I can handle different, you know, multicasts. I'm, I'm okay with listening to a heavily produced podcast, right? Because I'm just so, I'm so experienced at, at listening to stories and, and uh, you know, navigating through them and keeping tracks of, track of the things and characters in my head and all that. No, I personally, my, my preference is duet or full, or full cast if possible, depending on yeah, the, yeah. what the story looks so like. Much, yeah. yeah, so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. And you guys also get to play off each other if you can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, the, the, um, I, where, where, the, um, one duet I did, uh, a while back, uh, Hot Mess in the Heart Throb by, uh, Pippa Grant, um, which people have really liked. Happy to see that. Um, and we recorded that in the booth at the same time together, mm-hmm. which was awesome because we, we were, you know, it really got to feel like a, radio play back and forth so that was terrific yeah and of those scenes when that happens for me my favorite is when there is that banter Mm -hmm. because especially when they're interrupting each other it's hard to do when you're talking with yourself nope exactly (laughs) and that's and that's that extra layer of of an audio uh, oral experience that you know these these different sub-genres can bring to it for listeners yeah absolutely you know we touched a little bit on the characters and the how you kind of get some of the descriptives and how do you gonna make them sound but when that doesn't happen in the story or throughout mm-hmm, the book how yeah, do you go yeah. about selecting what a character is going to sound like and their tones yeah um really good question i'm just getting a sip of water one second um so i think i s- sort of started to to describe this a little bit, right? There's lots of ways in a book that an author might give you some inclinations as to what this character is like. It might be a description of how they walk into the room or, or how they're treating someone else. Or um, it, might, it might, be, might even be a description of, of how they look, which of course, you know, is like, you don't necessarily, it might be enough of a spark to give you some idea to be creative with how they might sound um you know and sometimes you really get nothing (laughs) (laughs) and then you just have to then I say to myself well what world am I in right like what what is what kind of people do do I think or do I know that would fit into this and and I just and I make a choice and you know and I'll have I'll either put uh like a shorthand uh, note about them, or I'll record a voice, like a memo, right in the the PDF I'm working off of to to have a you know a description of 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 that character, uh, uh, you know, a sample of them. But yeah, so you, you have to look all over, anywhere. I mean, I'll I'll <laughs> age. You know, sometimes you get a description of their age. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure listeners who who listen a lot or have favorite um 
narrators. I know I have uh, I have some favorite narrators, and and you'll notice that they aren't necessarily doing an entirely different accent for every or a character voice for every different character in every book they've ever narrated, right? Like that's, you know, that's a tall order, but it's, you know, you do have narrators have a wide variety of, of character characters and they, you know, like I kind of have a, a, a bro you know, relaxed best friend guy, right? You know, he's just there for you, you know, and he's like, I'll help you out, you know, no problem. I'm there for you, man, you know, like that. And and he kind of comes up, right, multiple times. And there might be subtle changes to him, right? Maybe he's a little bit more ornery, but he's still that sort of supporting best friend because so sometimes I just, you know, make make that choice when I don't have anything else to go off of. I'll be like, well, I know this guy. I feel like that's the right tone for him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing too, when it comes down to that range of making things sound different, I know that mm -hmm. even when it comes down to like, if the characters tends to be a bit more like excited when, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. So when they get excited and they're happy, they talk a lot faster. Of course. Yeah. No, pacing, pacing is, is totally a useful tool, right? That you, and I'll, I'll write in the side of my mind, like fast, slow, you know, the exclamation point, you know, something that will, you know, cause changing the pace is really great for the listener too. You know, that it helps, helps the, the story along. along. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And something else that the listeners love are accents. Mm -hmm. Oh, everybody <laughs> loves accents. I mean, I, I've loved accents since I was a little kid. It's just accents are always fun. I mean, they're, you know, we, we're human. We love humanity, right? We love the varied ways we all sound. They're just, it's, it's. And just certain words that just sound mm -hmm. so much better in a particular mm -hmm. accent. Of course, of course. You know, I mean, yeah. like the word darling. Yeah. I love the word darling, but yeah. when it's done in a Southern accent, it just comes a little bit different Yeah. or, or love and stuff like that of, with the British. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. And really good writers, they'll just, they will write the pace, the phrasing or pacing of an accent into their characters, which, which is great when that happens, because you kind of, they might use some different kind, you know, like you're saying, different words that really um, are, go nicely, go orally really well with that accent, you know, um, so it isn't like just the accent they'll right. write it in too and that always helps you know then you're then you're like oh that's it's a little bit easier but um so what's your favorite to perform um gee i would probably <laughs> say that the french accent is one that i love to do i did not get to do it too often in audiobooks but it is a good one um and then when there's a bad guy, there's often like an Eastern European bad guy, some, you know, that, that comes up, you know, so that's always, uh, that's fun, you know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, those are, those are probably my two French and Eastern European. Okay. You know. What about the opposite <laughs> side where it's like the hardest for you to perform? Um, I mean, Australian is hard. I've got, I, I will, I think I've gotten a little better at my, my Australian accent is gotten a little bit better um, from, you know, lots of practice and friends telling me that I'm not doing it right at all. <laughs> and, um, so that's one, you know, ones I'm working on all, all the time. Um, 
of course. And then sometimes you just have to do your, your best. You're like, this is, I have to do something less is more, just do a little bit here and hope no one <laughs> hates it. Um, so, uh, you know, the UK is so varied, right? So yes. sometimes there's so many accents in the UK and, and so there's, you know, I, I have a handful I can do, but once in a while, there'll be like a, a specific one that'll come up and I'm like, oh my goodness, a Yorkshire accent, really? I'm just like, try to channel Sean Bean and like do my best, but you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, that's what you do. You go to, go to the internet and watch clips of people and, and listen to, you know, just do the best, you do the best you can. But yeah, there, there are some UK accents that are really tough because they're they're so specific it's and yet it just takes that one listener sometimes you just pick mm-hmm. it up and say Mm-mm, and no nope. then i'm from yeah <laughs> i'm exactly from there. that's yeah. not what they sound like no <laughs> <laughs> but then i always say well there was that one review where they were talking about a narrator and how his irish accent was not existent at all and it totally sucked and i'm like mm-hmm. he's irish in real life oh, um, <laughs> yeah or even the british happened one too with the british act uh, mm-hmm. narrator oh his british accent right. so fake it's so obvious and i'm like yeah. he's from london well they're so exact <laughs> well that's the thing right the accents especially uk are so yes. varied and listeners might get used to i know i'm there's certainly some i am far more used to and accustomed to as thinking oh yeah that's a british accent you know, and, and but then you hear one, especially if you start to get, you know, up into the Scottish brogues and things like that. There's like really drastically different. And someone might go, that's not what this is. This is confusing. So, you know, you really that I, I think it's so it's really good to ask yourself, ask myself when I'm confronted with an accent, how far does this need to go? to just to tell the story and not be distracting. And if it is one that I just cannot get, you know, can't get my head around, can't get my tongue around, just can't do it, you know, just a hint of it, find a couple words here and there that will give the flavor of it and move on and just, and then just tell the story because otherwise it will be distracting. And that's the last thing you want to do. You want it to be fun and informative and help the story. You don't want it to pull away from it. Yeah, you don't want to do a caricature of the Lucky Charms. Right. No. <laughs> oh, no. No. Happily That's delicious. Tighty, 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 tighty. Yeah. All those terrible stereotypes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to really watch out. That's, that's, uh, that's a narr- one of the narrator's many jobs is to, you know, look at what they're doing, look what's informed in the text. What is it asking for? And, you know, be as um, truthful as you can, you know, as a performer, you know, uh, you know, so that's that's what we do. Yep. Thank you for that. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes down to the different characters, I know that we're talking Mm -hmm. about the different genres and things like that, but there's Mm -hmm. always that the the moody or the billionaire or the mobster and things like that. Um, What's your favorite type of character to play and voice? You know, um, characters that go through a go through something, begin in one way, have some kind of journey, right? That you get to, that is fun because and interesting, or or sad and interesting, or just 
you know, engaging because of the story, but also because of what they're going through. And so then that gives me as a performer um, narrating to, you know, carry that through vocally as well. Um, and and then it, it's feeling a little bit more like, a, you know, a, a, a play because you're, you, that's right. That's what, you know, a play is going to show a big change. Hopefully, you know, most, most <laughs> of the best drama out there does, you know, it's like, why is this day different from everything? What's shifting? What's happening? Um, mm -hmm. So when, when a character goes through a, a big, a big journey or a big shift, um, that's, that's always my favorite kind because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because change is one of the, the constant big things we, we uh, struggle with and have to accept in life, right? Yeah, <laughs> so no, that's for sure. when it's told well and when it's handled and when you see someone go through it, you're like, oh, I connect to that. That's mm -hmm. great. They, they yeah. won over their demons or whatever it is. Yeah, when the author can do something and writing at the beginning of the book and you're going, how the hell is she going to redeem this asshole? Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. You'd like, love to see, you know, someone come through something, someone change, see the better. Um, but, it, you know, it's also, you know, sometimes you have that that character who begins all nice and they end up being the, the you know, the bad guy in the end or, or oh, the, yeah. the person who you didn't see coming who, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's always fun yeah <clears throat> i just got fun. finished prepping a book actually just i was just working before we got on here and uh and it was like finally revealed oh that's the that's who did it mm -hmm. at the end <laughs> oh, that's done it oh. and then so but like that there's an important thing to to note right so now i have to now i know who this is i can't give it away Hints. yeah can't hint at it and you and you got to be careful with that, right? So I'm like, oh, well, this guy is kind of he sort of seems like a little bit of a sleazeball in the beginning, but I, I don't want to color him too much that way, because then it's like the, you know, the the sleazy kind of brother in law guy, he he'd totally be we'd totally be suspicious of him. So it's almost like you got to play against that a little bit vocally. Yeah. Right. So that's mm -hmm. another job of the, the narrators not to give it away too soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when you're watching a movie you're like i know who did it and it's only like mm -hmm. the, the first yeah. couple of minutes yeah. and people it's are like called, how and yeah. i'm like i figured yeah. it out <laughs> it's called it's called telegraphing right yeah telegraphing like mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no don't do that yeah don't no <laughs> is there a genre within romance that is your favorite to narrate huh um you know, I, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I do like ones that kind of cross over into other, um, have a touch of, of fantasy in them. So I have really enjoyed the uh, um, KF Breen's, um, there's like fantasy, and the the Hades saga I mentioned before is like Greek gods. It's like those bigger dramatic, um, you know, worlds are really are really fun. But um, I don't know. That's a good uh, good question. I I think I yeah yeah I'll say that I think so. I mean I I like a lot of I like a lot of different 
different styles. I guess what I, I guess the best way to answer that would be I like a romance that is not too cookie cutter. There's a place for them. There absolutely is. And I enjoy them. And you find a way to enjoy them. There's something very satisfying about this sort of the dependability, not yeah, dependability of like the story. You know it's gonna have this like satisfying conclusion. They're gonna have that break up in the middle. They're gonna get back together. And like that can be, it's it's actually it can be quite lovely to tell that story. But though, you know, that story is told a lot. And so when someone finds a way to kind of break that genre a little bit, um, to kind of flip the story a, a little bit out of that, that kind of, um, you know, uh, set style, I enjoy that. And if that means setting it in a totally different, you know, fantastical world that can help with that for for me and this is a little selfish to say right like, this is just my favorite i'm happy to narrate all kinds well that of was your yeah it, you know um so i hope that answers no absolutely yeah. i know there's one author that i love that uh her name is danica dark and when she mm -hmm. started writing her second series which is the seven series i was fortunate enough to be one of her alpha readers funny mm -hmm. enough it's about a shifter and, and alphas so um and I was like, dude, this reads like a mm -hmm. contemporary, but it happens to be a paranormal. Yeah. And yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. she also mixes that fantasy uh -huh. and the PNR. So I do like that yeah. stuff too when they kind of cross yeah. into that little yeah, definitely. hop here line, hop the other mm -hmm. line, hop this line, yeah. and where am I going to go next? Yeah. yeah. But I will, uh, one caveat to that is that if there is really rich character development it does not matter what subgenre if the characters are really three-dimensional i am on board i'm like all for it if they're complicated they have like multiple layers and they're going through like we said going through that transition or that struggle that change then i am on board for that but that mm -hmm. you know that can happen and that's not genre specific so mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it works we get it we understand good good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, I'm going to see about the whole concept of like when it comes down to like your favorite part of narrating specifically romance, you've, mm -hmm. you know, you've touched it here and there, but is there anything yeah. else that you might, might want to add to that? Well, it's, it's universal. I love that we, it is, it is a, it is a kind of topic that we, all just as humans finding our way through this world relating to each other and trying to be happy and find love like that we we can all relate to that and so being part of those stories for people um i you know that's that's great it's you know it's a and and you know it is a you know it's escapist for folks too and just like to have something that feels ultimately is going to be a light heart is going to have that happy ending um you know there you know is is also like i i'm happy to to be have a have a, a career or work that is part of that too because i know it it ultimately hopefully people like it is making people happy and is like and is part of and is part of um just focusing on on love and and connection and that's, you know, so I'm, I'm happy to be part of that, even in a tiny way. Yeah. I mean, there's always um, lovely Twitter debate as to whether romance has to have an HEA or, or not. And um, we're always like, no, as long as there's that HEA at the end, mm -hmm. we're good. Mm -hmm. 
Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's debatable. Yeah, you know, some people, you know, but you know. there's others. I mean, you should see the conversations. It gets like mm. you want to start eating popcorn, like how heated sometimes these get. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. Now the 10 foot pole. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We won't put you on the record here. Yeah. <laughs> saying, saying where you come down on that one. Um, you know, I, I personally, I'm a little bit old fashioned when it comes down to mm -hmm. knowing that, but also now the authors are playing with different styles of writing where mm -hmm. it used to be one book, one character, as far as a couple goes and they get their HEA, but now sometimes they're doing it over three books, their story. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they can't right. have a happily ever after in book one, if it's going to take right. three books yeah. to tell the story. So mm -hmm. yeah, cliffhangers and all that other fun stuff, you Definitely. know, Definitely. Authors yeah, sometimes do that on purpose, I think, when they're like, ha, ha, ha. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they break up again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even when they're like, oh, yeah, it's coming to audiobook. And, I'm, and we're like, mm. yes, who are the narrators? No, I can't tell you yet. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Or like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a genre that you have yet to narrate that you'd like to? Wow. I haven't done any like really historic historical fiction, you know, like um, and even even uh, I guess like um, even in in romances, I haven't done any sort of older like set in like old timey kind of like I I love <laughs> I love. Uh, um, history and, and, you know, at different, you know, different stages in American history. I think I would, so I love nonfiction as well. And, um, so I, I, I love things that are set in, uh, in older times and, and that's, you know, it's a, it's a tall order for, for authors because there's a ton more work to do with that, to be, to be accurate. So they don't come along as often, but next one that, that does, I'll try to, <laughs> try to nail it down yeah well you heard it here he wants to do something historical ladies and authors <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do that i think a lot of times we think of historical romance we think like you know dukes and viscounts and british mm -hmm. and things like that mm -hmm. but also i'm like you do forget that we have other things here we have also... other history yes, yeah we have in other... the u.s other yeah, yeah. or they'll mm -hmm. do a highlander um right there you yeah go. <laughs> That can be only one. Oh God. <laughs> That's a good Sean Connery. <laughs> oh well, I'm, I'm not gonna not gonna bite at that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sean Connery, rest in peace. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but again, it goes back to that whole what you know, what we as listeners like, we have, you know, authors do ask us, hey, you know, mm -hmm. who are some of your favorite narrators and or, you know, who are the narrators that you think have not blown up yet and, and they deserve to like, poof. And I'm mm. like, and that was one of the questions too, that your name was like, Tyler, 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 Tyler. I'm like, damn, Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> are you tired from running through everybody's minds? <laughs> oh, well, that's great to hear. Yeah. That's so again, authors, if you have a historical, Tyler yeah. Dunn is your man. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think you said that you don't have a problem with listening to your own recordings as far as your voice. Oh, um, I've got, no, I, I, 
it is difficult to. Okay. It is, right. it is difficult like, well, to. How do you I, get there? No, 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 no. <laughs> it, I've gotten used to it. It's ah, like, okay. uh, because I've had to do it so much for when I'm involved um, with more of the production of titles, which comes up sometimes, for, especially with indie work. But so, uh, yeah, I just get, get used to it. Though sometimes I, I can get away with listening to it at like two times speed if I'm editing something. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but not always. It depends on what the task at hand is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's it's tough. I don't know why it's, why it's hard. I just... Yeah. Uh, at least you're like the rest of us. I was going to be like, what superpower? Yeah. yeah. No, we just sound different to ourselves. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm going to, I'm like, I have my headphones on here. I'm in my booth and I hear how we are talking in this narrative in our interview right now. And I'm going to be like, I'll hear this whenever, you know, in June or something. And, and I'll be like, oh, that's what I sounded like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, it's also mm -hmm. fun too for the, the listeners because there tends to be this this is your normal talking voice. And mm -hmm. then it's almost like you, almost like a position change within the yeah. voice when you start yeah. to narrate, even though it's still your voice, but there's just something a little well, different. Well, you, you, yeah, you raise a, uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier, um, you know, for, for an overall, an overall book, like if it's first person and that first person is, you know, 20, Two, you know, is young, you know, I'm, I am going to pitch that just a little bit, you know, just a little bit higher, I might be up here talking, you know, which is my natural range, it's not like I'm putting on something. Um, and it's just sort of where do I want to sit for a whole for a whole book, and you know, the characters, of course, will be different. But and it's like, does this want to be or like, we were talking about different genres too. you know, a sort of brighter you know, more, more, more of a pastel cover yeah. to the book, <laughs> you know, some kind of lots of, you know, light blues in that font on the cover of this one, you know, yeah. might be, you know, it's probably not going to be down here. You know, it's not going to where my voice also naturally, you know, but you, you can't force it, but I've got to make a choice. Where's the, what's going to be the best place for yeah. this, you know, this mm -hmm. whole, this story. Because also you're a little bit more relaxed. Like we're just, you mm -hmm. know, shooting the shit a little mm -hmm. bit here. If, if you yeah. slur yeah. something real quick or meet me with my little lisp sometimes, depending on the word, it's okay. But if I was recording, mm -hmm. <clears throat> no. Yeah, no, <laughs> can't can't really get away with that too much. You no. might come back to a pickup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you just redo the whole book? Sorry. <laughs> Tyler, were you drinking during recording? No, I was not. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just the way I talk yeah that's always fun that's why it's why i like having these conversations with you guys because we get a bit of a sense of yeah that's what he sounds like outside mm -hmm. the booth you kind of a thing yeah. which is always yeah. fun yeah you know? of course yeah so you mentioned that you actually like to read and stuff like that what do you read for pleasure um well i like i make sure i have an actual real paper book by my bedside at night because um, I read on an iPad all day for work. And so um, having a you know, paperback, uh, a hardcover, whatever, um, and all kinds of things. Um, right now I'm reading H's uh, for Hawk, Helen McDonald. It's incredible. It's so good. It was like one of great book 2014, I think it says on the cover. Um, so that's a fiction, incredible um, 
And then uh, nonfiction, sometimes I read uh, a couple months ago, Boys in the Boat, uh, Daniel James Brown, really, really great about um, this row and crew uh, team, 1936, gold in Germany. It was like an amazing story. So uh, all kinds of things, but uh, I want to have it to be actual paper to give my eyes a rest yeah. from a screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that lovely mm -hmm. blue light. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah <laughs> you know uh put it on uh you know sometimes i switch over to that softer warmer light but it's still yeah. very, tire very tiring it is yeah i know that um one of the things i loved when the, the, the vices first came on board uh, was being able to read in bed and not have to have lights on mm -hmm. you yeah. know because then yeah. if you're with someone um you're not bugging them. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or getting in trouble for yeah. staying past your bedtime. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, paperbacks are still a good thing to have. I will still buy them. Yes. Real books. Support your local bookstore. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's something about holding it, but totally when mm -hmm. it comes down to the yeah. eyes, I mean, working computers yeah. every day. I hear you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you listen to audiobooks for fun too? I do. Yeah. I, um, I didn't have a TV growing up, so mm -hmm. I listened. I um, uh, had a lot of books on tape when they were on tape, and that just kind of carried. I mean, it's so funny. It sort of like came back to doing this now as a career, and um, so I've never lost my enjoyment of of listening to uh, to books on tape. Um, and what am I listening to now? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Andy Serkis's new recording of that is unbelievable. Talk about voices. Uh, yeah, really, really great. I go for walks. That's that's my preferred time to listen or or uh, just like at night winding down. Those are my two two listening time. I cannot listen while driving in the car. I don't like some people. So many people do that. It's great. They love to listen to audiobooks in the car. I'm like, I need to focus more either. on <laughs> Maybe it just tells you something about my driving style. I'm like I need to focus on driving. I listen to music in the car, listen to audiobooks walking or winding down at night. Those are the best times for me. <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting that you'll listen to music while you're driving, but not an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just comprehension, just I think, is different. Is. Yeah, that's it. I really want to make sure. Maybe it's because I'm also, I have that kind of like actor's hat on too. I'm listening with like two ears. I'm listening to the story and I'm also like, wow, I loved what he did with pacing right there. Or like, she did that awesome accent right there. I want to remember that. So I kind of have I, that going on sometimes too. So I like to, maybe it's sort of like an OCD thing. I'm like, did I miss that? I need to go back and make sure I heard that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the car, it's like, yeah. You know. No, I feel you. I feel you. Mm -hmm. I mean, working in cubicle world for the day job, mm -hmm. you know, there, there have been moments where you just stare at the screen and nothing right. has been typed in a while because you're like in that emotional scene <laughs> or some other yeah. kind of scene. And you're like, no, I think you got to put this down because this is due by five. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, cubicle world. I don't mm -hmm. miss it. No. <laughs> No, I did some temping time years ago and know of what you speak. With actors and acting, sometimes there's always that option where you are given an opportunity to audition or asked to do a mm -hmm. role. And mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, mm, no, I can't. I don't have the time or I don't really think it's a good fit. 
you know, mm-hmm. fill in the, in the blank for the reason behind it. But is there a book that just got away that you're going, damn it, I should have done it. Oh, you know? I, I know that there are, um, because that is like, you know, that is the exercise of, <laughs> of actors, right? Is to like, be so committed. I want this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do all my preparation. I'm going to put this audition out there. And then you like, you have to like, just let it go and like not think about it. Um, but I, I, so I can't think of anyone like specifically right now, but it does totally happens. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I really wanted that because sometimes you get that script and you're like, this is really good writing. Or you're like, I know this author, I'd love to do this book. Um, and you just do your best and let it go. That's like, you know, the practice that's actually like i think i i talk about when i'm talking about the sort of experience the experience of narrating and the there's a certain kind of constant you know you want to tell the story but you cannot get to in your head about it you have to just trust you know that you're you're serving the 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 text and you're telling the the author's story you can't you know especially if you're doing home recording and you're in control it's there's that temptation of going back and keep doing it again and get that line again and get that line again and it's like you got to just let go so there's sort of this kind of almost we can get into like sort of a spiritual conversation about that right it's like yeah you, gotta, you you hold on tightly and let go lightly right you just kind of keep going and trust at the end of the day you're you're doing you know doing the best you can and you're telling the story but if you get too nitpicky you kind of start to work against yourself too so yeah, you let you let the ones get away that got away too. You, you can't dwell on it. It'll drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's always a, a question that we're always like, I wonder, you know, when it comes down to the actors and the audiobook world and things like that about writing that story or performing in that one play or things like that. But life happens or you're like, nah, it's not for me. And mm-hmm. then you see it portrayed and you're going, damn it. Yeah, okay. I was but up for that. I know, yeah. 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 But it's good to learn to let it go because, you know, as the song says, let it go. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want to. <laughs> as soon as you said let it go, I'm like. How did get this far into this interview without a Frozen reference? Oh, I know, God. right? <laughs> but it's it's hard to, to because we are, we are our own worst critics and we're hardest on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to see sometimes that you could have done it if you did this, if you would have just shifted the calendar, you know, calendar Jenga, if things right. like that, or yeah. yeah. So it's it's good to learn to let it go. It's still a yeah. skill set that I'm learning on yeah. certain things. It's so, just and every time, but you know, it, every time you let go of something, you're making room for something else. Yeah, that's the you know that's a great way to see the, it. Yeah, try to look at it that way. I, that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I had a, I had a lull in my schedule uh, a couple months ago mm-hmm. and I just filled it. I like filled it with, with great other things. I did like house projects and like all this other stuff and it was great. And it's like, and, and I just tried to not get like too worried or too down on myself or whatever. I'm yeah. like, just, you know, and, you know, didn't, uh, made, made the best of, of the time that suddenly was there and like try to look at it as a good thing yeah it's hard for freelancers though and which mm-hmm. is what you guys are same thing yep. with authors yep. and same thing with yep. like with the work that i do with the yeah. authors and the narrators it's when you have like an opening in your calendar yeah you're like yep. because not only obviously pay <laughs> right of course yeah but you're going um do they not love me anymore 
<laughs> I know that voice, that critic, it comes yeah. up. It's the constant thing mm-hmm. that actors and, and narrators, and I, and I think there's narrators bear a, an extra special burden of that voice because you're alone in your booth. Yes. Not, I mean, not on every project, but almost every project. Yeah, you're yeah. Alone in your booth. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, hopefully you've got an engineer with you, which can be great, but you don't always. And, and you've just got to keep that, you know, that voice that's getting too critical just at, at bay sometimes. But that's, that's part of the practice. That's cool. Tough. Yeah. But you filled that, mm-hmm. you know, that emptiness in the calendar with home projects and yeah. I, I do yeah. graphics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've got side gigs. I have, uh, you know, other things yeah. I, I do and, and other, you know, things you try to just, I mean, it's, that's the freelance life. It isn't any one, one thing all the time. You know, you, you're, you're used to that. Yeah, I tend to try to figure out, okay, what skill set can I improve on? So I'm like, what classes are out there? And mm-hmm. what's the newest yeah. certification or learning or what's new on Facebook again on Instagram? Yeah, there's new. there's stages to it. There's stages to it. There's the, you know, okay, well, I'm freaking out. Why isn't anyone calling? Okay, I'm going to do things. I fill your time and fill it, you know, you fill it up. And then it starts to go on a little longer. Then, <laughs> then you're like, okay, I need to change something. And that's all like, that's all good. It's like, maybe, maybe I do. I, I'm going to work on some things. I want to uh, maybe reconnect with authors or, or work on some, you know, go hunting for audition, be more proactive with things, you know, do all those things too, which you're, you know, got to do a lot of the time uh, also. So, yeah, I love working for myself. I love being mm-hmm. a freelancer, I but there's too. moments. I, yep. No, <laughs> I am. I am thankful every day for yeah. doing this kind of work. I love it. Cool. So we're going to have a couple of questions now, getting to know a little bit deeper down of getting to know Tyler a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, go for it. <laughs> when you're not working, that moment in time when you're not working. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for fun? Um, well, I mentioned going out for walks. Um, I'm a big lover of, of nature. And thankfully, we're up uh, up in hilly mountainous area a lot of the time and so I have great access to to walking and hiking around so that's um I love that so I try to do that you know every day get out and and it's a really important balance just for my life too you know you're in a dark booth looking at a screen be out in nature looking into like the distant hills (laughs) you know it's really not talking to yourself (laughs) yes you know that change you know because that's that that's to me that that is when I'm like, ah, I'm, I've got a more of a well-rounded kind of life going. I'm like, okay, what are those house projects I want to do? And am I going to, you know, build or clean or, or get in the garden? You know, and right now we've got spring finally, finally mm-hmm. coming. And so I've, you know, working on uh, orders for some, you know, new plants and mulch and stuff like that, you know, things, things that are more kind of, you know, dirt under your nails. Um, so that, that's one thing. Um, I love cooking. I do the majority of the cooking in the Ooh. house. So like that's, uh, yeah, I've done, I've loved cooking for since I was really, you know, really young. Um, and, and I have a regular poker game. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I've had it for almost 20 years. This is wow. crazy. We've had a poker game for almost 20 years. Um, not every Friday night, but most Friday nights and a lot of the same guys. And it's, uh, it's really awesome. Cause like now, a lot of them having kids and like life is happening. It's like going on. It's, it's awesome. Um, And it was in person uh, sometimes, but you know, during the pandemic, we had a regular, regular thing online too. Um, 
uh, you know, with like discord open also, it was, it's really great. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's on my bucket list to learn how to play poker. Oh, you got to, it's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. So what is your favorite dish to cook? Ooh, um, gotten really into making tagines lately. Do you know what that is? No. So, so a tagine, right? So, um, uh, I mean, there's French Moroccan tagine. There's all there's different kinds of tagines, but it's it's basically there's a there's a special kind of pot that I got. I got one for Christmas. It's a tagine pot, and it's this it's like clay. It's sort of domed, conical shaped, mm -hmm. and like it steams stuff. So you can do all kinds of things. You know, you start with like potatoes, sweet potatoes, onions, uh, harasa, uh, harissa, which is like this uh, chili kind of seasoning and uh, tomatoes and um, some like dried fruits, apricots, and it just like stews and stews and stews and it's like kind of slow cooks. And it's, um, there's something about the way that this sort of dish cooks it. I like like different accoutrements in the in the kitchen too so i'm like oh this new pot it's awesome i can cook something different with it um so that's been really fun that's kind of a that's an that's a new one yeah. nice yeah. is there a dish that you're like known for that when there's a party or a gathering oh, or something, you know that you um, have to write yeah i make a damn good risotto okay. yeah mush mushroom risotto <gasps> My yeah favorite yeah i'm vegetarian pescatarian so i'm mm. like always looking for good things like that good yeah, food's uh, <laughs> definitely a love language in many of, for many people and, and yeah, gatherings and stuff like that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. What's your favorite holiday and why? Um I'm gonna go pretty classic on this one. I mean, Christmas in New England, snow, fireplace, <laughs> calm, friends, family, like like that's just the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best. Yeah. I mean, I, I love all the seasons. I'm like four season kind of guy and seeing the changing seasons around the Northeast is, and, and when you have a snowy Christmas and it's just perfect um, by the fire, it's the best. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. Cause I'm like Florida girl. Oh, but... okay. <laughs> A little no, different I, kind of Christmas it, there. You've got it, your Christmas tree in the garage, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> if you celebrate Christmas, the, I don't know yes. what you celebrate, but I, mean, oh, I do. Yeah, know. yeah. Okay. Christmas is my favorite too. So yeah, it's in the in the attic, and I want to do have a fireplace right in the house. Um, it's still not the same. I've been fortunate enough to yeah. be able to travel north um, when it's yeah. been winter and kind of seem like this is what they mean about the the changing of the the leaves and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's but, pretty special. It is. Yeah, it's fun. Christmas is a good holiday. I like, I haven't been to Florida in years. I want to go back. Yeah, well, especially time. if you have like the outdoors, we have so many natural parks mm -hmm. and springs yeah. that, you know, yeah. even natives are like, it is. Thank you, TikTok. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go, I didn't know about that one. I was born and raised here. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so that's also two things like to explore. Um, that's yeah, the not key, Disney. The key, yeah, the, key, <laughs> the keys are on our on a bucket list for us. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, the keys are fun. Yeah. 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 Just don't go through hurricane season. Okay. No. Yeah, no. Noted. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you just never know. You know, mm -hmm. you can make plans. Totally. You have all yeah. this stuff. You're going, yay. Yeah. And then, nope, Boom. everything's canceled. Yeah. Or worse, mm -hmm. you're there. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. And an evacuation. But no, no. Oh, geez. Sounds like yeah. you've got some stories about, about that. Oh, yeah. Again, you know 
stuff to talk about later on mm-hmm. next episode we'll talk about hurricanes right. and your trip to you know well the every Keys i mean and all that fun you know stuff. <laughs> every area right they've got their i mean yep northeast blizzards yes no joke no yes. joke you lose we lose you know we power all what happens, you lose power for 24 hours like you have your backup water you got your then you're using that fireplace because you need to stay warm <laughs> you're not you're it's not, not just so nice anymore. not just ambience no it's like <laughs> did we bring in enough wood right you know was the tarp over the wood you know so <laughs> california has the earthquakes yeah there's always something yeah, yeah. Got a lot. At least with ours, yeah. you get to plan in advance, and we know it's coming. So <laughs> right, you do get a little more heads up. That's just a tad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, going along with favorites, what's your favorite snack? Um, healthy snack would be salted almonds. Uh, relatively healthy, I guess, and then uh, Twizzlers, not red vines. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any red vines. No red vines. Got it. No. No. Twizzlers. No. Yes, <laughs> going to his, you know, get into his heart like a man's heart. As long as it's not mm-hmm. the lines, you're good. Right, right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you're like looking like okay when he goes to one of these conventions and stuff. Some people can... are, yeah, no. Some people are really into red vines. It's like a whole thing. I, I, I hear it's like a West Coast thing. I don't know. Mm. I'm. I don't know. I don't understand that. I it's don't okay. like them. I don't do <clears throat> Twizzlers at all. So okay. Yeah. No. So, texture thing yeah i gotcha <laughs> fair yeah fair, yeah fair. for sure you were talking about how you cannot listen to audiobooks in the car because you know mm-hmm. you need to learn how to you know focus the driving thing mm-hmm. but you will listen to music so what is <laughs> you know what's the song that when it comes on whether you're in the car in the supermarket in your walks or whatever that when it comes on you're just like you have to sing along with it oh man is it <laughs> I <laughs> I really loved Brian Adams when I was in high school. It's kind of embarrassing, but if like any Brian Adams comes on, I'll be like, it cuts like a knife. You know, that kind of thing. Is any any yeah, I take he, he so takes it so seriously. Yeah. He's a good channel for for romance, actually, like the romance genre. It's like Brian yeah. Adams could be that kind of he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that I end of and I mean, um, any journey or like Toto, like the power, you know, the really like full on power. I'll get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic rock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny the definition of classic because nowadays, you know, thanks again to TikTok, we're learning that songs that were cool when oh, I was a teenager yeah, forget are it. now considered the, the golden oldie station. I'm going, what the fuck? This is an oldies song, right? Yeah. Oldies. Like, like no, when you hear one no, of those no, no, really no. cool ones and you're and you're going, it's a supermarket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going clubbing to this song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but it still gets belted out no matter what aisle you're on in public. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. So uh, Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm I'm a little embarrassed by that one, but it's I figured okay. I'd tell you. Yeah, no, I told you they tell me what they had the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not only is June audiobook month, but it's also the kickoff of the summer. Mm. Uh, you know, um, at least in most places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite summer thing to do? Well, I'll have to um, 
I'll have to say, I'll have to play on words here, but first I'd have to say, I have to plug Summer Roberts because Summer Roberts is a rock star and I've narrated like 50 books with her and uh, she's the best. So there, that's, there, there's that Summer, I have to mention her. No, I love um, Summer. She's awesome. We've <laughs> talked to her before. Yeah. Um, but as far as the season. Yes, the season. Um, <laughs> yes. No, of course. Well, it's finally like... It, what I love about summer is finally in the Northeast, it's warm enough to like go to the ocean. Like the ocean is so cold in the Northeast, but you get these few months in the summer um, where, and I love the ocean. So LA, I think I mentioned, I've lived in Maine for a while. So, um, you know, taking some travels there, you know, around, uh, you know, North, North of Boston, that kind of area too. There's awesome, awesome beaches and parks there, Acadia up in Maine. So that's, that's something I love about, about the summers is being able to actually get to, and maybe if it's warm enough, jump in, but you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Ain't no Florida. Ain't no Florida water say, up here. Yeah. No yeah. No. But, We're like so. January, December, November, like let's go to the mm-hmm. beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, while the water is cold, you're like, come on, son, warm this section up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going, wait, was that a fin? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Seriously. You gotta. Yeah. 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 Watch out. Yeah. Because that's uh, especially with us. It's because the water is still warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get those kind of visitors or, you know, wow. jellyfishes Oof. and stuff like that. We're like, was that a tentacle? Yikes. Please don't pee on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Baywatch. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, there's always pros and cons to everything. Pros and cons to everything. Of course, of course. But I am curious about being up north and figuring out what that whole like what real cold water at the beach is. Yeah, it's like oh, it's you put your toes, just get your toes in. You know, it's like it's just. And if you're then if it's a really hot day, you kind of with some friends, you like work up some some gusto and you charge in and like you're in for it. Just it's the most, you know, super invigorating cold. Maybe do a little body surfing and then you're out again. And then and then you sit on the beach, you know, for another hour till you finally can feel your feet again. And then you go back in. And that's just part of that's part of uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Atlantic North Atlantic uh yeah. rituals yeah but um (laughs) but it's also it's it's the it's the the beauty of the coast i mean Mm -hmm. acadia and there's nothing like the coast of maine nothing like it yeah now yeah i can imagine you guys just running and just jumping in as i'm the girl that kind of waddles in a little bit and no you cannot do that forget it if you go in slow you're done for it yeah (laughs) yeah we can do that here though we're like okay 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 fine mm-hmm. we're up to the to the leg you know where the meets the thigh we're mm-hmm. like okay now we're gonna yep. dive deep and we're gonna yeah. just submerge ourselves and we're like it's not so bad <laughs> <laughs> well then then you can get you actually get if you stay force yourself to stay in long enough right then you yeah. sort of are like oh it's not so bad and you just realize you're slowly getting hypothermic. <laughs> yeah. it's like oh i feel i don't really feel anything it's yeah. lovely no yeah. no, <laughs> time no to joke. come out no joke time to come out yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yes, the pros and cons of everything, as I said. Mm-hmm. 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 You work with words all day long. Mm. What is your favorite yeah, word? Oh, Not favorite man. curse word, favorite word. Favorite nice word. word. Yeah. jeez. Uh, it's like it'll they come up sometimes. You know, there's like there's a favorite word, words that 
are evocative of what they they just have a, a sound that sort of makes you think um not only because it's like a great thing in life or in the world but because it it sounds a little bit right is that a lot of poetic is that the right word um which is a good word too but that's not my fair um uh probably uh serendipity mm, that's a good one it's it's fun to say but it also has a, like it has a little bit of a, like what is I don't know. There's a ring about it. That's like, that is a, that word has a little bit of some magic in it. There's like something that's a little kind of, yeah. And it's just a cool thing. It's like, you know, it, when it happens, you're like serendipity, that sounds, there's nothing, nothing like it. Yeah. That's real. And so it's mm. just a fun word. It's kind of how like it feels around the mouth. Seren. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I like that serendipity. So what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> can we swear on this show absolutely <laughs> i've done it i mean there, I I heard you, you, dropped, <laughs> uh, you dropped an f yeah no you dropped an f bomb earlier so i mean there's no, fuck is the best it is yes. the best it is it is the a list it is mm -hmm. it is uh, it can be used in every context of everything yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, do you I have always... a graph do you have a graph of people's favorites like is that it's, one winning out? That, yeah, I think that yeah. the, that word tends to fuck tends to be mm -hmm. everybody's favorite, and I think it's right. the the it's very malleable, and mm -hmm. you yep. can use it as an a noun, yeah. as an Most adjective, versatile. good thing, bad thing, describing all mm -hmm. sorts of emotions in between, and hey, can you even be known as a noun? A noun, yep. you know, little yep. fucker. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, yep. So it's very versatile. Um, so I think it tends to be, mm -hmm. and then the the other words tend to be more geographical mm. Mm -hmm. you know depending on where you're from if <laughs> yeah, there's like a little nuance right. and things like that you uh -huh. know like those from you know british uh tend to like the like cunt and right right from the south you know or, or bloody hell and things like that mm -hmm. and yeah so huh. yeah <laughs> it's real fun but then also when i get the Definitely. bilinguals those are like even the better mm -hmm. ones they bust into different languages too you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, I know there's some some languages are great to swear in. Oh, yeah. They're just like amazing. Like, teach me some of those swear words. It just sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> or when you kind of like grab them together and you start with one and mm -hmm. the entire like, and that's mm -hmm. almost like a run on sentence with just words. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can do that in English too, but if there's something about it when you do it in a yeah. different language, it kind of works that way. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So we'll go with fuck. Got it. Yeah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Tyler, before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on or that you can share? Um, yeah, that's kind of next yeah. for you. I, I think I, I, I actually mentioned a, a couple. Um, I'm very fortunate, happy to say I've been pretty busy lately. So I have a couple of good, uh, big ones coming out. Uh, I mentioned um, KF Breen's her um, Deliciously Dark Fairy Tales series. Uh, we just finished recording uh, A Queen of Ruin. And that's a dual cast with uh, Tilly Hooper. Uh, she's mm -hmm. amazing. She's she's worked on a, a bunch of her books. And then uh, the next one up in the Hades uh, series, that's Scarlet St. Clair. That's called a, a Game of Retribution. Both of those, I think, are going to be like end of May coming out. Um, and then uh, I am starting uh, tomorrow. I'm starting a new series by uh, Allison Ames, um, Billionaire Blackmail. So you mentioned that billionaire, you're like, does she know what I'm working on? That's like, that's what I'm, <laughs> the, that, that's the, one of the genres. I'm like, I'm in the middle of that right now. So that's, um, that's what I got coming up now. 
Yeah. Good for us. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. We always love it. I mean, I know that some, some <laughs> listeners will bust out with being like listener motivated and we're like, well, I need to have a good, like for me, I, the story has to be good. It doesn't matter who narrates it. That's uh-huh. an added bonus, yeah. you know? Um, but we love it when we know that, you know, our favorite narrators have been cast for something. We're like, it doesn't matter uh-huh. what it is. Yellow pages. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, you got some good stuff coming out. It. Can't wait to listen. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, me too. I hope it's, uh, hope people like it. Yeah. Oh, you do have your fan group. So you're good there. You know, oh. like I said, your name came up a lot. Oh. Yeah. Shucks. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler, for being part of this year's audiobook loving series. Really appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much. It's really terrific. You, you doing this. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Likewise. And everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. And we hope you've enjoyed the interview as well as the series. Make sure to follow. Do you have social media, Tyler? Yeah. 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 At at Tyler Dunn. uh, Yeah. On Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. That's right. Because we were like, I was looking, I think that's the only one that you do have is Twitter. Yeah. 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 So make sure you're following him over on Twitter. And that way you can rave about, you know, his performance and stuff like that. And if you have a historical romance author friend, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hook me up yeah hook him up <laughs> <laughs> you'll find all his links um over on the main page at the audiobook loving series uh, for this year over at viviana enchanters of books until next time happy listenings thank you for joining us in the audiobook loving series hosted by viviana enchantress of books we hope you have enjoyed this episode as well as the series We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program 